Hey everybody, RC Alienation version 2. Point. <coughs> that was not a good start. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> 2. <point. laughs> Let me play my throat. All right, let's try, let's, let's try this again. Way <laughs> <laughs> up in the sky. All right, here like we go. a bird so high. Oh, I might just try. Oh, I might just try. Everybody, RCL Nation version 2.0. This is episode number 77, and I am McLovin. Great um, movie. <laughs> McLovin from Hawaii. Great show. So, we got Nick here. What's up? We got Justin here. True. And we got Jesse. What's up, guys? Not much, man. What's been going on this week? Uh, Justin, I'm guessing you're still going by No Fly. Yeah. Justin, now no more fly, than ever, man. So two weeks, man. No helicopter. You been simming? Yeah. Come on yep. now. I've be been honest. Sim- simming at the hotel room. I have. And? And it's it's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's the sim. I'm not sure how you're doing it, but uh, props to you because it's boring as hell. I got a, I got a goal, dude. What's that goal? I, I'm on a mission, yo. <laughs> All right. Let's hear it. <laughs> We're going to have a smackdown, you and I, this summer. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's dude. right. I'm coming for you, bitch. All right. It's a Bring it on, now. man. <laughs> Bring it on. Awesome. I can hover side in, dude. I don't think you know what's uh, what's uh, in store for you here. <laughs> yeah, Nick, I think we're in f- to watch a good crash. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm like four degrees past side in hovering right now. Four degrees? That's right, dude. Oh, past. man. All right, I need to get on the ball. Yeah, you better start simming, dude. You better start flying or something. I know. Well, I'm I'm coming home. Yeah. In another couple of days. By the time this is live, I will be back in Seattle. That's pretty cool, so, dude. But you've been having you've been doing some pretty neat, pretty neat things over there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna hold it against you because you're playing with big boys' toys, and that's pretty. Yeah, cool. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And you know, it but is. I am jealous of you guys, especially when I keep getting texts from you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, you know, he he's 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 shameless about it. I'm now, relentless. Isn't he? I'm relentless. It's just like, hey, today's a really nice day. Sixty-five degrees and sunny, and uh, yeah. And I'm at the field. Yeah. It's yeah. like, damn it. That's what I. That's what I do, man. That's what I do. So, Nick, what the hell, man? What have you been up to? Mm, not too too much. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a kind of a slow week. Oh, I did have a fire last week. Yeah, I was gonna. I was, yes, you. I was did. just getting ready to kind of go. What? Yeah, I know. I kind of forgot, but then I almost think I still got a whiff of it. <laughs> <laughs> that nothing like that smell of uh, a barbecued hobby wing. Oh, <laughs> did you have any like uh, blue cheese dipping sauce? Absolutely. Yeah, these were, these were <laughs> buffalo hobby wings. <laughs> my special, uh, <laughs> yeah, with my special blue cheese dressing. I thought you were just testing the new uh, SK540 Black Edition. The charcoal edition. Yeah, yeah. the charcoal, charcoal edition. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That thing lived. Um, I, I finally got it all wrapped back up last night, and I did have to. It's kind of funny. This is ghetto. Um, the little connector plastic connector hole for the um for the lcd display 
was mm-hmm. intact, yet a little charred on the ends, and it like kind of melted the plastic. So I had to get in there with a an exacto knife and kind of remake that whole square again <laughs> in the plastic. Nice. <laughs> it'd be, I I checked it all out today. Ran it on the bench for a while at work. Checked the USB port. Cleaned it all up. Good to go. Good testament for a aluminum case fly barless unit. That's for sure. Oh yeah, that would have been a V bar. It would have been like a little freaking little V bar marshmallow looking thing when it was done. <laughs> that was a that was a pretty impressive looking picture, dude. Yeah, just on spool up. Nothing exciting either. I mean, yeah. The I only thing I've, that would have made that better is if you'd have had some video of it. Yeah, I know, but I, it was the first flight of the morning. Like I, <laughs> I got there. <laughs> went out it got about four rotations in and man what a great just green and blue fire shooting out of the side of it really and what yeah. was your first thought because you're no stranger to these kinds of fires oh yeah no, i know i it's all good um absolute first thought i set my transmitter down and made a sprint for it to get the batteries <laughs> unplugged oh like, good call yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like oh nay nay you are not burning down my whole helicopter. I do not think so. And so I got those I got those uh, peeled off of there pretty quick. And that was it. Once it went out, it went out. The only thing that it hurt was the yeah, the hobby wing and I lost a phase sensor. I just What are you giggling about? I, I just cuz I just got this weird All right. So here here's okay, so imagine Dan flying an electric helicopter in Imagine me being where you were and something starts on fire <laughs> in the scooter. <laughs> cruising like, out there. Cruising out there at three miles an hour. I'm gonna get, I'll get to it. She's bouncing off the bottom of the scooter. Come on, baby. Get out there. So if and when that happens, because I fly enough that chances are eventually if I go to electric, that's going to happen. At some oh, point, yeah. I'm just going to have to pull out a stick and grab some marshmallows, maybe a s'more. <laughs> you know, usually I'm all for just cheering this kind of stuff on. <laughs> well, I mean, really, when you get a good chicken dance going, like with a nitro, I, I don't really see the point in stopping it. I mean, you know, <laughs> I have a lot of appreciation for some good carnage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this one. Yeah. Was, but the batteries take it too far, dude. Well, once the batteries go, I mean, that's it. I mean, it's all over. And and I really didn't Mm -hmm. feel like, at this point, because I don't fly with the canopy on, I I quickly assessed the damage and went, you know, I think I can save this. If one battery would have went, I would have grabbed my phone immediately and started recording. Oh, because (laughs) it would have been, yeah, pointless at that point. Yeah, at that point, it's, it's done. I mean, well, and you've got so much stuff going through your head. This has happened to me before with the old school castles before they fix their stuff Mm -hmm. on a on a logo. And when it first happens, you're like, oh, hell no. And you're sprinting towards the heli. You're like, I'm going to be able to, you know, save it, pull the ESC off, pull the batteries out, whatever. And then as you get there, you get closer and realize how big of a mess it is. You're thinking these batteries are going to go up in my face. As I'm yep. trying to pull them off the <laughs> helicopter, I yep. should not yeah. be doing this. <laughs> yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, that was Saturday morning. Although on the nice, you know, the nice part, um, it it left me with my 700 nitro, 
to fly for the rest of the day. And it was kind of nice. I mean, it was very enjoying because I couldn't test the stuff that I was working on at the time. So it was like, wow, I've got three more hours here, you know, two and a half, three more hours and nothing to actually like, quote unquote, test. Hey, I just get to fly. I think I kind of remember what this is like. <laughs> so I put a, yeah, nice. I put a gallon through the nice. 700 that day. It was nice. Sweet. On, yeah. Then Sunday, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the tail boom. My bad. Yeah, that, that was, yeah, Jesse broke it. It couldn't yeah, I handle was the, Jesse. I was flying it when it happened. So he was. Uh, here and, I am. and these these are the pictures on Facebook you're referring to. Yeah, yeah. So I got this thing just like dialed. I mean, it is dialed. This motor, I don't know what's up with this motor, but it just pulls. I got the spin blades on there. I'm loving it. And I had, I had flown it. I'd done one flight before and was just whooping on it, having a blast. And I had noticed that I had to lower my tailgate. And I've got it up on the dial on the, uh, on the ADFG. So I thought, oh, I must have just bumped it, which is weird because this heli has been dialed and I, d- I never touched this one. Uh, so I thought, you know what, Jesse, why don't you fly this thing, dude? Whoop on it. We yeah. even changed some settings in it, you know, to where I, I thought that I could tailor like his style a little bit better. And uh, yeah, he put it up into a hover, couple pitch pumps, checked the pyro rate on it. Just like literally just went to go like, Start Just about it. ready to unleash the fury on it. And we both look up <laughs> and the whole tail is sitting at like 60 Four, degrees. Yeah, like, <laughs> the, like whole, the whole tail case. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. So he, Throttle hold. <laughs> that don't look right. That don't, no, that throttle don't hold. Right. And I thought, my first thought is, okay, so I busted that little, um, the little plastic titty, you know, on the back of the tail case. <laughs> yeah. well because i mean that's what you always end up breaking right Right. no i I just i just liked the way you said that yeah i like that word too uh, i know i like that word (laughs) (laughs) you can tell someone's been stuck testing rockets for a while (laughs) 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 um and then i looked down i was like oh wait a minute that's an aluminum one in there how does this actually work? And then we got it on yeah. the bench and yeah. Started it, twisting stuff and <laughs> it peeled the boom like seven eighths of the way all the way around right at the back of the clamp. Oh wow. The boom support clamp. And just took a little twist and off the whole little twist and off it came. So, the whole boom fell off. So is that just from use or what the hell? What I mean what No, I think Justin hit it on the money, and I agree. At some point in that tail boom's life, I probably uh, stressed it, torqued it, like over tightened the boom clamp. Okay, right, clamp, right, right. And then just left a little teeny bit of a crease there. And then with a nitro, you're just dealing with constant vibration. Right. Just weakened um, it. Yeah, it, it weakened it over yeah. time. Sweet, that's, dude. Well, that's my guess anyway. Luckily, so, though, it's just a boom, right? That's all you had to. At the only thing that it hurt. <laughs> Was the boom itself? The yeah, torque tube was still straight, great. <laughs> dude. I that's mean, awesome. Yeah. Oh, and we were sitting there. He, the first thing Jesse said was, "Can you imagine if that came off like in a funnel?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Good thing I didn't get like." <laughs> <laughs> he's all. He's all because Yeah, if you had started beating on it, dude. <laughs> oh, it would have slung all that up into the nice new blades. Oh, jeez, oh, this would have been bad. 
bad, bad. So what about the weather, dude? I mean, I, have you have you guys been getting a ton of rain and shit? Or I mean, uh, on and off. Yeah. Like Saturday was really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then Sunday was or Sunday. Sunday. You like that? The Sunday. 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 Sunday was uh, it was pretty cruddy and windy and cold. Yeah. Man, that's pretty cool, man. Anything else been happening? Anything cool and yeah. exciting? I don't think so. Ah, you boring bastard. How about yeah. you? How about so? So obviously, Jesse, you're home because you're off on spring break. I am. Well, now it's almost over. Almost By the over. Time you guys hear this, I will be back in class. <laughs> and it's been raining pretty much every day, except for one or two. Yeah. So last Saturday, made the trip home and actually went home, threw all my stuff out of my truck, kept my helis in there, and went straight to the field. So got in, flew with Nick. Jeez, we actually spent quite a while out there on Saturday. So got a, got in quite a few flights on Saturday. Uh, went out Sunday, and then I got out Monday as well. I mean, three days in a row. Haven't haven't yeah, I haven't flown three days so in give a us row a grand, for a long give us, time. Give us a tally. What, what does that mean? Is that like 150 flights for you? Yeah, maybe like no, not that many. 140. <laughs> 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 no, that's probably around 35, 40 flights. Nice. Right nice. in there. So, And then after Monday, I just kind of sat inside and waited for the rain to stop, which it never did. Dude. Man. That sucks. So, I guess that's the price you pay for living up there in uh, the Northwest. The yeah, way, way Northwest. I guess, I guess so. But no, I mean, it was a good it was a good three days, though. Did you happen to be checking the weather in Pullman while you were... Yeah, it was like 65 yesterday. Mm, dude, it's been so Oh, dude, nice. you're not supposed to do that. I know, right? <laughs> well, it's, the problem is my phone's still set to Pullman, so every time I open the weather up, that app, that's what pops open first. Yeah. It's like a slap in the face. Yeah. 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 Last, was it Saturday? Yeah, so the first day I got there, we did a little bit of uh, blade testing, and I do got a back nick up on those spin blades. You're liking them, huh? Um, yeah, geez. I, so I, I'm flying a set on the N5. And then I find, you know, I had to talk Nick into it because he's so attached to him. But finally, <laughs> let him let me fly him on my seven HV. Um, and man, he's—I I think they might be onto something there. They fly really, really well. As I mean, obviously, as Nick Nick noticed bef- before the flight, I'm like, ah, I'm just, you know, I'll take it easy, kind of whatever. And like three minutes into the flight, I'm like a foot off the ground on the deck, just beating <laughs> it up. <laughs> nice. It looks like so, good. Definitely dude. very comfortable. Felt right at home. So yeah, no, they're they're definitely a good set of blades. So so I would actually, I don't know, uh, maybe uh, after the news, Nick, maybe if we could just take a few minutes and you can kind of tell us what it is about that blade that you're enjoying so much. Unless it's is it a quick something quick you can just tell us. I can do it real quick. Yeah, yeah they're yeah they're aggressive. They're fast. I mean, they are just all around fast. I'd been flying, you know, shoot, geez. I have a set of rail blades, um, had some Radix, Mavericks. Um, they're, a, they're a wider cord. The spin blades are wider cord, and they're lightweight, and they're, they're very fast on the cyclic. And they're 700s, right? Yeah, they are So it's kind of right in the middle, so you get that wide cord. And a 700 millimeter blade. And how are they so, working I mean, on your nitro? They seem to be fine. I do like, so what I was flying before, I had been flying a set of rail blades. Now the rail blades are 696s, but and, and the rails are, they're fast on the cyclic. The collective is, 
is a bit soft on the rail blades. They don't have that bite. Now, the advantage to that on a nitro is that you can get really dumb with the sticks. I mean, you can just start digging into them, and they definitely resist bogging on a nitro. I mean, you can you can just kind of... I'm not saying you can throw your collective management out the window, but they're very, very forgiving. You put the spin blades on there, and you will hear the motor back if you're doing something dumb. Oh, okay. I mean, mm-hmm. it'll report back to you. But I actually really like that because it, it helps me really nail the maneuvers. You know, you can really listen well. And the payoff to that is that when you do get it all dialed, oh, my God, the pop is just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. They're, they and are they're, very they're super aggressive. fast on the cyclic, yeah, and very poppy on the collective. Um, and they auto amazing, which I was I was quite shocked at. So, yeah. so okay, so, practical question though. Yep, they're all black, right? Yep. How is it for visibility? Uh, on a cloudy day, it sucks. Yeah, because totally. you just don't get you don't get any sort of reflection off the blade disc. Nope, they have some white on the tips of the top. But yeah, it, I was going to say that. I thought they did have a little bit they of white a little and then. Bit. It's not much, though. It reminds me very much of uh, visually of like flying the Maverick VSTs. Yeah. I mean, which just yeah. disappeared on yeah. a dark day. Right. I mean, on a sunny day, not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, the sweet part, though, I do have on the way from Germany the new 700 uh, red tips, which are an all white blade with the little spin blade symbol out on the end in red. That'll be nice. nice. And it's the exact same blade as the matte black. So same flying characteristics, same weight, same CG, same everything, just a completely different paint, paint scheme, scheme on it, which I am so pumped to get these. That was like, that was my fear when I flew these blades. I was like, man, I just, I'm so nervous that I'm going to love them. And then what? Then I'm stuck with all black blades. And again, in the summer, it's fine. But, you know, this is the Northwest. Lots of clouds. Lots Short of clouds. Summer. Lots of dark, angry clouds. <laughs> dark, angry clouds. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm pumped to get the red Sweet. Tip. So, anyway, back to Jesse, man. Uh, what else? What else going on, dude? Anything? Uh, no, that was, that was, about that was it. it. Yeah, it was good. Just, to, you know, had an opportunity to fly three sets of blades, three flights in a row. And so. Nice. It's a good experience. Well, I got some flying in this week. You sure? And I didn't crash. So it's a good week. All the trees are still standing? <laughs> at the same height they started at at the beginning of the week? <laughs> this this week they were safe. They didn't they didn't I didn't no no tree repairing had to be done this week. Although I gotta tell you guys, I've been struggling with an RJX pipe that I think when I finally do take it off of my heli, I'm gonna grind it up. <laughs> and so, so no one else ever has to use it's it. It's <laughs> probably more useful as an oxide compound. You know, <laughs> just just some kind of powdery substance laying on the floor of my shop. You should turn it into a peach pipe. <laughs> <laughs> this this pipe has given me look. Okay, so I'm I'm not real good at tuning motors yet, especially the newer ones or the the newer ones, the the three needle. To me, they're newer. 
<laughs> the new <that's> cutting <laughs> edge Dude, technology. You just yep. totally dated yourself. That's great. <laughs> well, it's a fact. Dangled new three needle carver tutors. But I'm getting better at it. And so the, the point of that whole whole uh, talk was this. So this this pipe, I would get it, and I, and I would get two flights, and I'd be like, okay, this is great. It's pulling real well. It's not getting hot. It's it's not everything's sounding great. And then the third flight, all of a sudden, weird shit would start happening, like horrible, like lean running conditions. And so I'd richen it up, and then it would get blubbery. It just it isn't consistent at all. I mean, it's it's just I don't know. I don't know what the deal is, but. I can't wait, dude. To get it's the pipe like off. a nine dollar and ninety nine cent pipe. <laughs> what, what did you expect? Is that all it is? Fuck! I got ripped off, man. I paid like seventy yeah. bucks for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's that's the the number one sign of a crappy pipe is chasing the tune. I mean, and, and look, I I took that literally, and I assumed that I would experiment with this pipe. I assume that it might be that way, but I didn't literally think that it was a flight-to-flight chase. I was thinking at worst case, it's a day-to-day chase, like in the morning type thing. No. Jesse, remember <laughs> your deal? Yep. Had was a, your, uh, you have the a Outrage Evo. God. The Outrage pipe. So I mean, it, there, there, there must be a reason that Heli Direct was selling them for like 15 bucks. <laughs> oh, see, that's the one I was thinking of. And you then. jumped on it, right? You jumped on that deal? No, like, Hell actually, yeah, dude, it actually pipe for came, 15 bucks? That one came with the motor. Oh, I, okay. I bought the motor used, and that pipe came with it. So. Right. And, and you, a 50% you crash it? replacement program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about a 100% crap replacement program? <laughs> you guys are hard. This is a tough crowd, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I, I do have... Um, I don't know the number of the pipe, but it's the two-piece fun key pipe. I've got the one piece on one of them, and that one seems to be a pretty good pipe. It's been pretty consistent. I don't know if it's as good as a Hattori, but um, but was keep, what, what was keeping me from using the two-piece, which I'm trying to get away from anyway, but I have it, and it was a decent pipe, was uh, the damper systems, the, the little, I don't know what the, what the hell are those things called, uh, Rubber chili dogs. Yeah, the things that hold the clamps that I clamp onto say the, to the mount. What didn't you say? I thought you were going to repeat what Nick said. But. The chili dogs? Yeah, that's okay. It, it's gone. It was, it's the gone. moment's passed, dude. Sorry. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. He we'll, tried. We'll move on. on. <laughs> uh, well, eventually, uh, so they're finally in stock. So I'm going to get some in on, uh, well, I guess they'll be here Tuesday. And so I'll be able to get that other pipe on. I was looking. I might just bite the bullet and buy a Hattori. Yes. There you go. But this weekend really gave me the impression that I need to get an electric helicopter for this past week because I've really been fighting with this. The other helicopter's been down because of that crash, and I I just I was I I had a regulator Nick sent over, and I got it going. And last night I I got everything ready to go. Uh, today I couldn't go flying. There's it's stuff to do, but. Um, this whole past few days, like the last four days, I've just been fighting with this motor, and I'm just, I was really, th- I even text Nick, Nick, and I said, I think it's just time for me to consider an electric. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. That's about it. 
about all I've been doing. Flying. Come for you, Justin. I swear to God. Bring your shit, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I I will cover the shit out of you. Yeah, this is going to be so good. I I cannot wait. Yeah. We're going to do side by side, each one in each (laughs) flying station, and I'm going to stand in the middle with a megaphone, a a tandem competition. And it'll be like, okay, nose in, hovering, ready, go. And then Jesse can judge. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, people. <laughs> yeah, that's just the first maneuver, too. I yeah, may not have been one. flying much lately, but I sure as hell can fly better than that. Let me say one let me say one word. Let me well let me give you let me not this is more than one word. But I didn't go to math school, so I don't really know how to count the words. You've already I mean you're like sixty words into it. You just <laughs> just cut your losses yeah. and yeah. say so, it. So so check this. What's the word? Shit? Two Okay, so I <laughs> I started doing pyro flips on the sim. Three days later, I was doing them in real life. Half pyro flips. I'm sorry. Half pyro flips. Yep. Yep. Yeah, dude. That's what the sim does. It's that awesome. Uh, Look, I've got another revelation about the sim. and I'm kind of realizing now why I really didn't like the sim in the early days. We'll call them the dark ages from now on. That's what we'll refer to those days as. Is... um, when when you when you go to sim and you're there's like only one thing that you're really focused on or really trying to do, and you just can't do it, it makes for a rough sim session. But when there's four or five different things that you're trying to work on that are all new and exciting, it makes simming so much better. I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but I was constantly just I would go and sim and I would be working on one thing and I was like I just can't I can't I'm struggling with it and it gets boring. But now you can. Switch from one to the other, to the other, back to the other, and next thing you know, you've got a forty-minute session in, and it's awesome. Yep. And of course, real real flight rocks. Yeah, and I knew you were going to bring that up. I knew we couldn't <laughs> get through this without you freaking rubbing in my face the real flight thing. I was sim- I was simming with Edsel the other night. I know, man. It's not. I'm in that sim rut bad, and have been for like the last while i mean something fierce and I, I i you know there's just this big weight this last week we got the nx4 send that off and everything and got some other projects kind of wrapped up for the first phase you know so i've i've got like this break now and and mentally i'm kind of like yeah let's freaking hit the sim you know Let, let's do this but i feel like I don't know. All you guys are playing with hot rods, and I'm cruising around on a trike, man. <laughs> well, and I know that that's not fair because Phoenix is awesome, but you know how it is. You, you get that something new, and it really revives you mentally. I agree with yeah. that. Yep. But well, I just until you realize choke. that it's boring as shit to do. It's boring on another program. <laughs> it's just yeah. Boring. I mean, well, no, but but really, I know I'm with you, dude. I want to get real flight just to check it out because honestly, there have been so many people, Dan and Jesse, and a lot of the listeners say it's awesome. I think it's worth giving a try. But the, I have no disillusions about the fact that it's just another sim. Yeah, and you're at right. the end of the day, I've still got to sit yeah. down and force myself to focus and use it as a tool and not a toy. But, you know, Jesse yeah. said something the other day, and, and I don't know, this is kind of digressed into a sim conversation, but Jesse said, I think uh, Tuesday night we were having our production meeting, and Jesse was like, you know, 
it's revived. Remember Jesse, it's revived him and is his, yeah. it's like his, it's reinvigorated his, his simming. It's like, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I still don't know whether it's more realistic or what it is about real flight that just makes it easier to fly. But the fact is, is it's different and it's, you know, it, I flew Phoenix for a long time without getting burnt out, but you know, you finally do get burnt out. And I feel like this is kind of like reset that timer. So, yeah. you know, now it's like, it's easy. Like, like I was like, Dan was saying, I'll, I'll jump on the sim now and look down and an hour's already gone by. And it's just like, wow. Like God, I could, man. with, with Phoenix, it was like a half an hour was getting brutal. Yeah, I it was, mean, it was get, getting and, really and gotta, hard to do. I, I got to tell you as well. One thing that's making this a lot easier to sim is the social aspect. I, you know, we, every time I go on, I, uh, well, not every time, but most of the time I'll start a RCHN room and most of the listeners know the password. It's Heli Nation, if you're wondering. There's always people showing up and joining. How, how is the online in comparison to Phoenix? I really don't. I'm not a good judge of that because I didn't really do a lot of online. Jesse did. Um, yeah, no, I, I would say it's um, very similar. I, I never really used the voice chat on Phoenix all that much, so I can't really compare that. I do know that the real flight one is, is really good. Um, everyone seems to come through very clear. Yeah, and the thing about um, it, too, and I want to also, guys... If you are going to join the the, ch- the chat, the vo- voice chat, please, please, please use a headset. Because if yeah. you don't, everybody else in the room will hear themselves twice, and it makes for a hard conversation. It's really distracting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only thing. Other than that, it works pretty well. Everybody yeah. comes in nice and clear. And See, why'd my hobby yeah. wing have to go light on fire? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Th- that could have been my real flight. Because God hates you? I guess. Apparently. Because you're a sinner? I don't know. Wow. (laughs) Busted. Alrighty, guys. Well, I think maybe we should go into some news. What do you think? So, Dan, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little tired of Nick making fun of me carrying my charging stuff around in a cardboard box. I'm looking for something to, you know, kick it up a notch. You got any suggestions for me? Absolutely, dude. Head over to ProgressiveRC.com, man. They got all kinds of charging accessories there. They got cases. They've got chargers. They've got leads. Anything you could possibly want. And best of all, dude, you can toss that cardboard box aside. Remember, guys, that's ProgressiveRC.com. They got what you need. Hey, guys, it's Kerry Shirley from GasPoweredThoughts.com again. When you think you've heard enough about glowing electric-powered helicopters and you want to hear about something else, tune into my gas-powered thoughts segments here on rchelination.com. You might find that having this kind of gas can be fun. This week's news, guys, is brought to you by helidaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do you got, Nick? All right, so Cosmic has released a new firmware version. 3.2 is out now. Um, <laughs> apparently, they were having some uh, shutoff issues when you were peaking 10,000 watts. <laughs> 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 On the internal protection, it was shutting off and giving an error code. So this one increases the acceptable threshold. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's just kind of hard to. Uh, yeah, wow, man, it's a lot of power, dude. Apparently, that was a problem for more than one person. So, huh. yeah. give you guys props. 
But uh, yeah, so they got that all taken care of. So go ahead and get that update out. Uh, Fusuno been kind of they've been kind of quiet yeah. for a while. I haven't really seen you know a ton of stuff that was new and, and edgy coming from them, but. They have released some sweet-looking canopies for the MCPX. I mean, these things are yeah. awesome-looking. They're all like kind of like mock TDR look to and them. It, it almost makes you want to go buy an MCPX just to put one on it. Absolutely. Uh, the number of times that thought has crossed my mind, seriously. No, I agree with you, Jesse. And they're only yeah, they're look 15 at, bucks. Hold on. Wow, that was the opposite response I was expecting. I was about to say, but dude, they're 15 bucks. <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on though. You've seen an MCPX. It's a, it's a tiny little heli. 15 yeah, bucks for that canopy? Are you kidding me? I know, but how many crashes do you make it through with an MCPX before you have to re- replace the canopy? It's not about that. <laughs> it's about the fact the that the thing is like approximately one and a half cents worth of plastic and paint <laughs> and we're paying like uh a lot more than that you do you want to know how many times i've seen any bling that made me say to myself oh i really want to go buy an mcpx <laughs> i have never seen any bling <laughs> that makes this me want to go buy, this included wow. man well, he really I is an old timer. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old bogey. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to take kidding. my tail gyro off, man. Screw that. Yeah, my um, piezo gyro. I've got one of those. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Do you start it up with a hand crank to get it spinning? <laughs> no, but it, you, can, you can hear it in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Align is going to be releasing some. They got some new blades out, and. uh I like the sizing on it. I, I see the trend. I see the 2013 trend, and uh, Align is is riding the coattail for once. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some. These are the new ones are now 700 millimeters. Nice. Yeah. So they've got some new 700 3Gs, and uh, they dropped the size down for the Trekker, and they are now 780 millimeter blades for that. That's one. awesome. Yeah, yep. so dude, they look sweet too. Oh, they, are they still? I mean, like honestly, the they revamped or? their paint job and oh. it looks awesome. Yeah, okay. just no, if they would have left off the lettering, man. <laughs> Where did you see a line? That <laughs> 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 little spray can paint. Oh, yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, that, very true. That looks like a great spot for a little hologram decal. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I'll be checking those out. Uh, Mikado has now released the Logo 550 SX size, uh, which just kind of makes sense. I mean, that 550 size is getting super popular. And quite frankly, I think the Logo is would probably make a great 550 size just because it was always kind of lighter weight for its, you know, in the 600 size anyway. So probably quite easy to do. So if you are a logo fan and wanted something a little smaller. Now, see, you could kind of do this already, though, right? I mean, Justin, you had some logos. Yeah. Yeah. Could I, you? You know, I'm, I haven't been paying much attention to what the, what the improvements or the, you know, the updates are here. But 
they used to have a logo 500, 600, 3D. Okay, those are the two main ones. And then you could stretch them. Yeah. And I I owned a logo 500 for a little while, and I was running it on 520s and 550s, so I'm not quite sure what's going on here. Well, I think they just, this is like, you, you buy it this way. It's got all the SX upgrades. Yeah, the so SX like the, stuff. The opinion support, and, you know, the more... The more smackable one. I heard, I heard a rumor, guys. Yes. I heard that the logo market share uh, was cut in half when Justin quit flying. <laughs> Logos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't think you ever really crashed those that much. I, I no, don't ever see them, I, so I don't know. I mean, I. Uh, I crashed them once or twice. I mean, no, you're right, Nick. They're little tanks, aren't they? No, 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 no. Maybe the maybe the seven hundred and stuff. The new seven hundred because that one yeah, does I'm look not pretty. Oh, oh, they, they shatter right when they when they break. Oh, Jesus, that's right. I don't know. What but the I mean, okay. So on the flip side, the whole frame there there is no like bearing blocks and all that kind of stuff. It is the frames, and you can completely reframe. What fifty bucks? Yeah, it's something like that. It's twenty or twenty-five bucks a frame side. Yeah, I so. mean they're they're fairly reasonable pr- uh, pricing on replacement parts, Dan. And and really, if you ever get your hands on one and take a look, I mean, I I don't want to use the word minimalist because that may come across as being slightly negative, but they don't. You know, Mikado doesn't put anything on there that's not necessary. It's not about the bling. It's just all about function. And they do fly. Ooh, yeah, wow. uh, they yeah. fly really nice. That's cool. I, I've never. I, I. I think I saw one last year at a fun fly. <laughs> you would. I, I. If you held one, you would find it very toyish, Dan. Yeah, because they do have a weird like. Whoa, kind of like my eight really? FG. Kind of that plastic worse. toyish no. feel. <laughs> Even worse, actually. They just. They feel like they're gonna. Like they can't take any abuse, but obviously, I mean, <laughs> I think Jamie and Kyle have both proven that wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, um, probably the well, no, let's go to this one first. I'm, I'm switching the big news of the week. Oh, sorry, guys. On the fly. Yeah, I did on the fly. I had it rearranged differently, but uh, I just don't think Gowie's that important this week. Okay, well, yeah. So they're going to. Unleash here on March 31st, uh, a new Gowie helicopter. I haven't heard, I haven't heard anything. Have you guys? Nope. Is this, nope. they're like releasing it to stores or they're just going to tell people no, what it is? No, this is the unveiling of what oh, it is. okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I so haven't So what's heard. with the weird logo? What is that supposed to be? You know, oh, I didn't. Is that an that. S? Is that a two? Is it a... Just some random ass design. <laughs> That's a really good point. The S two. Hmm. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. Any guesses? We're, let's let's go around. Quick guesses. <laughs> I think it's going to be another quad. <laughs> you think it's going to be a quad? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't have any reason or basis. I'm going to say it's them. either a 750 or an 800. 
Oh, like going. an X X seven point five or an X eight. Ooh, going big, big. Huh? What about mm. a six hundred size? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Because don't they have the the five fifty, and then the X seven? Dude, that's that's like last year or two <laughs> years ago. Now we're we're going big now. Living the now, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, fifties. Get out of here. Oh, man. I think it's going to be a nitro. Do you really? A 90 size nitro. That would be freaking awesome. Not, might, would you jump on that, your man? whole next electric heli thing. What other options do I have? <laughs> to be honest with you, nitro speaking. Uh, TSA, Whiplash, T-Rex 700, Nitro V2. Now, now I want to hear about some good helicopters. No. Oh. 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 See what I did there? See what I did? Oh, come on. <laughs> All of those are good nitros. I know, but I just... I think you've just got a a, a gowie hard on, dude. You do. What? It's like some weird Where did this closet. come from? Yeah. You got a weird little closet bobby crush. That's what it is, man. Yep. I'm not, I'm not going to... You know, he's a, he's a good looking okay. kid. <laughs> a bobby <laughs> fetish. <laughs> hey, we don't judge. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah. No shame in my game. Mm. I got a vinyl. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I know Nick won't admit it, but I will. No. <laughs> Nick's vinyl is of uh, Bert, though. That's Bert. R- that's right. Absolutely. Yep. It's right up there, right up on the... It, he covered up the mirror on the ceiling in his bedroom with a Bert vinyl. <laughs> okay. I don't judge you. Don't judge me. I'm not judging. I'm just observing. Okay. I'm observating. You're observating. I'm observating. <laughs> wow, the words are coming out this week. We're really educated around here. Yeah, that's right. All right, so big news of the week. Now, I don't have a lot of details on this, but I have a feeling that in the near future, we are going to get an inside scoop. But the A-Main Hobbies guys, uh, mostly Gregor McGrath, Released Cyclone Blades right. down at the Vegas Fun Fly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yes. I would be willing to bet with the guys that were involved, and again, we're going to find out more, but with the guys who are really kind of pushing this, which would be, you know, Gregor, Tim Jones, uh, all that A main crew, those guys fly really hard. <laughs> and <laughs> their their big thing with them is, that they were, you know, saying the hardest part with blades is finding one that can track really well during high speed stuff, but yet still have a lot of pop and a lot of smack and quick cyclic down on the deck, which I will agree. Usually speaking, it's a trade-off. So it's really interesting. If these guys were really involved with this themselves, I would be willing to bet that this could be a huge player in, in the blade game. Who's the company? I mean, is it is it an A main company? You know, I don't know. Is it like Gregor's I, company? What is it? I don't know, but I, I'm gonna. I'm. We're gonna find <laughs> out. Damn it, we are gonna find <laughs> out. And if we can find out the way I want to find out, all the listeners are gonna love it. Amen, brother. Yeah, yeah. So be definitely be looking towards those, and and we'll pass any information along as we get it. Dude, That's that was definitely worthy of the news of the week. That was, that was the big it one is of the week because of who's behind it. Yes, yeah, you know that's the big key. 
is because you know we just we know how those guys roll, and they've I don't think they've really yet to back anything that's turned out to be junk. You know they seem to do uh, all I mean crew seems to do their research pretty good and back good quality products. So dude, that crew is full of talent. Oh yeah, from every faucet. Yeah, I know. I cannot wait for the fun fly. Yeah, I cannot wait. Tim's coming up. Dude, Just he to- was rocking out with the Kardashians earlier in the week. <laughs> oh, that's right. Did you dude. see that? I heard about yeah. it. I saw yeah. it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's going to be bit of Facebook the- creeping. Yeah. That's what I do. Just ask Jesse. He'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He hung out with Bruce Jenner, had dinner with him. Yeah. <sighs> How sweet is that? That is. Yeah. I that's mean, that's pretty awesome. cool. And of course, a little shameless plug for those of you who would like a chance to meet with Tim Jones and watch him fly, you can, of course, come do that next June at the RC Hilly Nation Fun Fly. This oh, yeah, June, dude. This June, dude. That's what I said, next June, right? <laughs> well, Isn't that next June? That's kind of like next year. Oh, shut up. <laughs> well, you know Sorry. what? He'll be there, too. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be there, too. Next June, dude. It's next June. Next coming June. How's it's that? every June from now until... Eternity. Just, just for that, I'm going to make sure it's in July in 2014. <laughs> just to, just right. because. Ooh, I do have a little bit more news. Oh, my God. I have news, too, man. Come on. Well, just hold on to it. I know you're just not a stranger it. to that. Oh. <laughs> um, so we have gotten some wonderful feedback. Uh, we're going to have a couple... Multimedia companies, not not big-time companies, but they are nonetheless. This is what they do. We're going to have a couple multimedia companies and crews at our fun fly, (laughs) all in an effort of capturing the most raw footage possible. And we are definitely going to put together uh, a video trailer of the event, Uh, their pod. It's kind of looking like there's actually going to even be numerous ones. Um, You know, I'll probably end up doing one for us. And then uh, there's another company that wants to do one. Uh, So, man, you guys, if you want, I mean, hey, why? (laughs) It's okay to be shameless sometimes. Sure. I mean, hey, you want some airtime? You want some love? Absolutely. And we're not just talking pro pilots, man. This is going to be huge, and we really want to capture the event in, you know, in everything that is nation-like, which is not just going out there and laying the smack down. It's all about the everyday people. Um, So, yeah, I mean, just come on out. If you're not sure, come on out. It's going to be big. It's inevitable, but I'm going to have to be on video, and I'm not looking forward to that. Right, dude. Yeah, you know. It's okay, man. (laughs) Hitting the push-ups. Don't worry, they're gonna make your hover look awesome, dude. Absolutely, dude. I am gonna lay dramatic music. I'm gonna lay it down, man. I swear to God. (laughs) I am gonna. I'm gonna show up. You're gonna lay it down in the dirt, and then I'm gonna. I'm gonna pity hover over you. I'm inverted. I'm gonna show up with four helicopters and leave with zero. I guarantee you. That's, that's great. how I roll. <laughs> so I've got some news. It's just short, okay. just short, quick, easy. We have one XL hoodie left. 
So like, that's it. That's it. Oh man! Dude, wow! Really? Um, yeah. I in fact I've had to give some refunds back. Not from any pre-orders, but just people that just just were hoping to get in on it and sent me money without you know an email or contacting me first. And and uh, are we going to do another run? I you know. I think it's time to start moving into shirts. It's that time uh, of year. Yeah, it's so, getting to that time of the year, which, isn't it? Which yeah. kind of, uh, you know, I wanted to, it's a nice little segue, I guess. Look for those very soon. Um, yep. We're working on them. I suspect that we'll be somehow making those available very, 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 very soon. Yes, sir. Yeah. Nothing else? Jesse? So. Talking no. points? Nothing. Wow. Dude, you need yeah. to get a better handler. <laughs> Someone over there needs to start handling you a little bit better. <laughs> oh, yeah. I said it. <laughs> All right, guys. This week's news brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. So, Nick, I keep hearing that you have this secret squirrel stuff going on. And I think it's about time that, you know, you might want to let the listeners in on what's going on. Dude, you know... It's secret squirrel stuff. I I, I just can't quite do that. But I, I will drop you a literal secret squirrel hint. If you guys head over to hobbyparts.com, you can enter a code RCHN10 and get 10% off your Gen Zace battery. So there it is, guys. You heard it straight from the source. Head over to hobbyparts.com, enter in RCHN10, and get your 10% discount. So before we go into this, guys, there's one thing I for, I can't believe I forgot to mention at the beginning when I was telling you what, what was going up. I, I wanted to just quickly, I almost completely destroyed a 700 two days ago. I mean, inches away from complete destruction. I mentioned that the aileron was kind of doing its own thing. Mm-hmm, well, I've got mm-hmm. this. I, I don't know why I like to do this, but I like to take and know Reyes, the Reyes, and no, Reyes, the helicopter was not out of my sight, but it was way the hell up in the sky. And I like to just point the nose down and just dive it straight for the ground. Well, it's normally not a big deal, and I pull it out with, with you know, 10, 15 feet left. And, but that alien started doing a roll in the dive. And so now, now I was like, well, I need to hurry up and figure out what's going on. Uh, and I couldn't. I was like, okay, I couldn't. So I started spinning it, trying to figure out where I was at. I am not shitting you guys. This this helicopter, when it stopped, when it came to a stop, I was six inches from the ground. <laughs> and it totally looked nice. awesome. Yeah, sounds perfect. <laughs> I don't see the problem. Yeah, well, the problem was I had to go change my shorts. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that in there. That was that was quite the exciting moment. And uh, there was actually one planker guy there to witness that. And he thought for sure it was going to go in. And I got to tell you, had it gone in, it would have been, there would have been nothing left. Oh man. <laughs> Complete almost a shocker. Yeah, I mean, we would have, you guys might have felt it over there. That's how hard it was going to hit. <laughs> like, what was that? Did you guys feel that? What was that? Oh, that's Dan crashing again. That was Dan driving it in. <laughs> hey, if you're going to do it, do it. Don't play around, man. If you're going to crash, crash. That's right. Which uh, kind of leads into what we're going to talk about. Um, you know, we kind of set up a little, little Facebook question and a, and a little thread on our forum. 
uh, kind of talking about what it is you should know. Uh, you know, what, what should you practice and what should you be very comfortable, comfortable with to progress yourself from intermediate sport flying to beginning 3D stuff and, you know, what you should be very proficient at and then how to translate and how to transition. <laughs> Are you in there, man? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't speak crap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do tonight, apparently. My God. <laughs> And how to transition those into in, into that solid 3D foundation, so you can start working on on uh, on those things. And I've I kind of noticed reading through the various posts that we got, there are, there seems to be three things that that universally seem to be agreed upon by various people that you should be very comfortable with, and that is a half pirouette flip and TikToks and a funnel. And once you get those three maneuvers down, it op- starts opening up doors for you. My issue with that is there's some other things in there that I, from my perspective especially, because right now I'm just starting those th- three things. But there's some basic things that I still struggle with. And and this is this is just in saving grace because I just don't know that I'm going to be able to have it nailed <laughs> by this summer. And that's upright, backwards flying. For whatever reason, it crosses in my really? brain. Really, dude? I just no, I'm getting the have... I'm getting the inverted circuits, uh, forward and backwards, just fine. I just can't. I just I on the sim. It, I just watch the helicopter go into the ground. I just <laughs> occasionally I'll get it, I'll, and and I'll be like, well, that there you go. Why can't you just continue to do that? But inevitably. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I, I just can't Well, get it. everyone's got an orientation that gives them a hard time, I think. Yeah. What was yours, Justin? I know this sounds really stupid, but I got to the point where I flew backwards so much, I think I kind of forgot how to flew f- or flew, <laughs> fly forwards. <laughs> Nick, Nick doesn't talk shit, so be careful not to stumble <laughs> your words up. Just, yeah. a little, just a warning there. Yeah, exactly. You won't notice. Well, you know, I, you know, I think that's that's a valid point too. As you're progressing through these things, through these uh, these, I remember when I was finally said to myself, you know what, Dan, you've got to get nose in hovering. You have to stop doing what you're doing and get it. And so I focused on it and focused on it and focused on it. And the next thing you know, I would just be flying around and I would find myself in a tail end orientation and I would get all screwed up because I just was, I had been practicing nose in so much, then all of a sudden tail end is now foreign to me. Yeah. yeah. So let's kind of break it down to the basics, uh, just so we're you know we cover all the bases. So let's let's yeah. break it down a little bit. There's some assumptions that we can make if you're calling yourself a sport pilot or a flyer. There's some things that you should. We're going to assume that you know. I mean, we're not really going to talk about those things, and those would be your upright orientations. You know, you should be comfortable with loops and rolls and. And flips and those things, right? Am I missing anything with the sport flying that you guys no. would throw in there? No, no, that I think that's about it. I do the definition of fly it like a plane. Yeah, there you go. There you yeah. go. That's that's if my. All you can do is fly it like a plane. You're a yeah. sport flyer. Yep. All right. So, based on that assumption, we're going to move on from there. Now, what do you guys think is the next evolution? The priority. You can fly it like a plane. What do you need? to do next oh the the rest of the 
orientations in circuits. So you need to down. you need to start working on your inverted stuff. I say so now. Okay, what would be considered in best advice is also potentially painfully boring. So kind of take that with a grain of salt. You know, I personally think that if you can get, if you can have the self discipline to get your backwards upright and your inverted circuits down before you start getting into actual like stationary tricks, mm-hmm. we'll call them, you will cut down on your crashes dramatically. And I would yeah. actually say that once you get those down, I would advise going into um, knife edge stuff. So like go back and do your loops and your rolls, uh, mostly a lot of it would be loops. Go back and do your loops in different orientations. So inside loops, outside loops, uh, backwards loops, that sort of a thing. Because um, the knife edge orientations, you know, tail down, skids in, um, you know, nose down, skids in. Uh, those are the ones where the pucker factor really rolls in and where you end up miscorrecting yeah i agree with you completely nick getting all of the flight orientations down you know forward backward inverted upright is really key before moving on to any of the stationary maneuvers because you get sort of a as you're flying the heli through each of those different orientations you're getting sort of a spectrum of what the orientation looks like you know, the the angles that you're going to see the heli from when you start doing stationary maneuvers. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why it's the case, but I think a lot of people, when you try to take something to a stationary position, I think a lot of people flip out because, no pun intended, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> um, a, lot, a lot of people flip out because uh, things are moving, in their mind, things are moving a whole heck of a lot faster. When you do a loop, it's big, it's slow, it's lazy. Well, a loop is no different than just doing a, uh, a flip, but opening it up, right? So when we do yeah. a backflip, we're doing a really tiny ass loop. And, and people don't think of it that way. And that, that concept extends into uh, bigger and more complicated maneuvers. You know, we won't talk about it quite yet because I think that it would be too big of a step forward, but you'll see the same recurring concept when you get to the half pyro flips. There's the half pyro flip, and then when you start opening it up and slowing it down, you can get into all sorts of other interesting maneuvers and transitions. I'm looking at our form here, and a point was made by, let me get a little closer to the screen because I'm uh, old and can't see well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Robert Abel's actually posted and um, he made a suggestion, you know, to, to work on those orientations as we mentioned upright and inverted, but he makes, he adds to that to make sure you can do them at eye level. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. I don't know if that's important. What do you guys think? Is that important? I think that just kind of naturally comes with time. I don't think that's something you need to practice. Uh, generally, as you get better, you feel comfortable bringing it down more and more. What I personally feel is more important than that is working off both shoulders. So if you're, let's say you're working on backwards flight and now you're going to go into backwards loops, 
Make sure that you do them from your left to your right and then do them from your right to your left. Yeah, and another thing to add to that is, see, I kind of almost think the opposite because I learned I learned hovering at eye level. And then when you go to do all these big air maneuvers and you're looking more at the bottom of the heli, it looks completely different. So, I mean, I, I can kind of see what he's saying where you need to, yeah, there, it is kind of almost different orientations depending on, you know, if you're way up or if you're at eye level. Yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah, that's, that's a good it. point, Jesse. Because maybe it's I mean, not uh, just low. Maybe it's more like, uh, you know, all altitudes. It's so mix if you're it really up. Comfortable flying low, then do make sure and learn how to do it high. Yeah, just because versa. the the heli will look a lot different when you're looking at it more from the bottom, and you're not looking at the disc flat, where it's very easy to pick up if it's tipping a little bit. Right. Right. So. Well, and you know that that's that's a really good point, and I think what it gets to is that. Everyone, everyone eventually falls into their sort of comfort zone. And for one person, like Jesse, you said, for you, your comfort zone yeah. was right, right smack in front of you. Yep. Um, and when you tried to bring it up high and do big air, it felt weird. And I, I think uh, it just depends on the person and how they're trying to learn. But the, the point is, and I think, you know, Dan Robert kind of hit it on the head here. Uh, what he says is we all have weaknesses and you'll find out what it is when you start trying to do all of these different orientations to your left, to your right, in front of you, up high, down low, all of that sort of a yep. thing. And and the key, I think, is when you find that weakness, work on it. Absolutely. I mean, ev- all of us have been there. I I mean, I'm one of the biggest offenders. I'll get a maneuver down. And for whatever reason, it'll be in a direction that feels more comfortable to me. And then I say, hey, all right, got it. Next. No, don't got it. You know, go back and do it in the opposite direction um, yeah. and and get used to it. I'm a big believer in that. And I'll yeah. tell you, um, you know, going back a few years, I didn't really pay attention to that whole sighted thing you know i i i noticed that i was turning in one direction all the time and um whenever i went to turn the opposite direction it was just an uncomfortable thing and it took me i was so ingrained uh it took me a a long time to break that habit and there was another another issue for me and i don't know this and we're kind of stepping back a little bit to you know not quite sport pilot yet um but i remember there was a there was a long time when I had like a ceiling that I absolutely would not let the helicopter get above because I just didn't like the way it looked. And and we're talking it was pretty low, fifty feet. And get then, above mm-hmm. or get below? I couldn't get above it for the longest time. Oh wow, okay. And, and think about the hindrance here. Now I couldn't get it high. So then I was afraid to try anything because I mm-hmm. just I wasn't high enough. I didn't leave myself any room for recovery should should it need to arise. I got. I didn't actually break that until I went to Todd Bennett's class. I mean, that's what broke me, and I was able to. You didn't have a choice. Didn't have a choice. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, you're go, you're going up. We were flying at 500 feet, you know, and uh, that's 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 a that's a good. I don't do that anymore, and as I'm going into these newer maneuvers like the half pyro flip, I make sure that I do. If I do two one way, I do two the other way. I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna fall into that trap again because it literally took me it took me a season to get over that because it's not that i couldn't do it but i just it was so uncomfortable i always made sure i didn't have to do it yeah you know what i mean 
So that, that's a good point, and I think it's important to to maintain that. And we're kind of stepping back to, you know, basic stuff. But um, so moving moving along. So where we worked on the orientations, uh, getting used to seeing the helicopter doing things at different levels. What maneuvers, particularly? I know I mentioned those three. Do you guys agree with those those three, or is there any other maneuvers that you think we should be looking at to move into beginning three D stuff? I yeah, I I'm, I almost kind of disagree with one of them. I mean, I and that for me that's TikToks, just because you if just learning to TikTok, I don't really think that opens up. I mean, you can learn to do TikToks in different orientations. Um, but as far as leading into a bunch of other maneuvers or a string of more advanced maneuvers, um, I'm not so sure, at least in my opinion, that that one opens up a lot of doors once you're like, I can do TikToks now. What's next? What about this? Maybe it's not necessarily opening the door to maneuver, but maybe it's helping you learn collective management. Yeah, no, that's true. I Timing. personally think they're useful for nothing other than just a release of something fun to work on yeah there's really not much risk in a in crashing in a tiktok i mean truthfully if you can start them up somewhat high you know you're always practicing them at the beginning pretty much tail in and you know blade disc in yeah, tail disc down. You. it's just one of those it's a cool maneuver that people always want to do but you're right jesse it's a very it's not going to open up a lot of doors. It can, yeah. but I think that they are good to have in there because I think it gives you, it, it gives you a, a mental break. Yeah. It's no, like a I, maneuver I that think you can go practice. It's a be, good, yeah, it's a good maneuver to have like that you can do proficiently. But I think when we're, yeah, I, for, for me, just when we're trying to step up, you know, what is, what should be those first ones that you move, that you learn? Yeah, just in my opinion. I think the TikTok is fantastic for the uninitiated. And what I mean what I mean by that is when the plankers are watching you fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cuz it's it it's is. defying to them. It's it it yeah. it doesn't look natural to them at all. Like how how is that thing even doing that? Yeah. And that's that, that's coming from a perspective where you know you're not where right like me where I'm not around people that can just really smack down all the time. And these guys don't they they have no clue. The guys that I fly around they all think I'm a really good pilot, but they have no clue, you know? <laughs> and you're not one to tell them different. I do all the time. I'm like, you guys don't even know. I try to show them videos, but they guess the videos don't really do it. Of course, it's only on the iPhone, so they can't really see it. Yeah, it's hard to see. But, uh, and you know, they're all 90 years old and it's, it's tough to, for them to watch an iPhone, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but So, you know what? I want to jump back to what you were saying there, Jesse, about whether you think the TikTok is a worthwhile you know, one of three key maneuvers. Is it the TikTok first or should it be the rainbow? I was just going to go into that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it should be the rainbow. It should be the rainbow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's uh, the rainbow that tightened it up into a TikTok. And a nice big I, controlled rainbow looks so awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I was more, you know, referring to a TikTok itself. A right. rainbow can actually be turned into a lot of different things. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, you can do a lot with a big... I mean, you side in rainbow from one side of the field to the other. There's quite a bit that can be done there. Yeah, I actually, that video that um, that you guys took, uh, Nick, I think it was when you did the uh, airplane auto there at the Linden mm-hmm. Field, I believe. 
those rainbows that you do where you do that that uh that half half uh roll in the in the middle oh yeah aileron roll yeah in. those are yep. really cool i like those i try to do those on the sim and i screw it up every time <laughs> they're even cooler when kyle Dahl does them because he does two like full rolls in there nice yeah, yeah. oh and it's just <laughs> it's like how is yeah. that not falling <laughs> uh, yeah i don't get it either but no i i agree i think that's a good one too it, it gets you again a lot more comfortable in that that knife edge when you're coming back down and it, it also really i think one of the best things that it can teach you is to learn is to learn the art of the hang how to hang the helicopter not hovering and know how long you can hang it. And, mm-hmm. you know, and when I say hang, it's like as you're coming back up on the rainbow, so you come up over the top and you come back down, there, there's a real art form there to, you know, being able to slowly switch from positive over into the negative and knowing how far to lay it back over on the cyclic and you can get away with it versus when do I need to start feeding in you know, the amount of negative to yeah. to pitch it back up over. Once you get that really controlled, um, I think it, it'll add a, a lot to your skill set because it really helps you understand the angles uh, that the blade disc needs to be at for a lot of other maneuvers, like TikToks. I mean, that's the number one thing when people are yep. learning TikToks. I don't understand how these guys keep their TikToks up, mine fall. Well, it's because it's not because you don't know per se how to do a TikTok. It's because you haven't quite got it figured out visually. How far over does the blade disc need to go for for how fast I'm moving the cyclic and for how much collective I'm giving? Yeah. Yeah, and you I mean, you hit on a good point earlier there in your explanation. Um I, I think the rainbow is all about control. It's that collective control that you're just talking about. How far over can you tip it? Um, It's also when you're doing large sweeping rainbows, placing the heli where you want, Mm -hmm. making small corrections throughout the maneuver to keep it looking clean. I think that's that's a big key. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but side end rainbows, they're pretty tough to not, you know, find them right up you know, 10 feet away from you all of a sudden. They yeah, I mean, the they, same can, distance, they can make, get creepy, man. Yeah, make make the right, you know, aileron correction. And I mean, that's it's a very good orientation to learn. So are there any other maneuvers uh, from the rainbow slash TikTok area that that, that um, we should look at that, that we could progress from that? Oh, from that? Yeah. What, where do we progress from? Well, well from those, they really... I mean, yeah, TikToks. Oh, geez. Um, the, you know, from the tail down TikTok, then you start transitioning into the aileron TikTok. Um, you know, starting to work the, maybe not working into like a, a big Ben type maneuver, but at least doing, like I can do four point TikToks, but I, and I, <laughs> I can do four point TikToks and like half to three quarters of a big Ben. But, but I just can't get the rest of the way around the clock. <laughs> yeah. And then try flipping it. it skids in, and then you got oh, a whole nother geez. ball game. <laughs> yeah. And, and there is something to be said about really nice four-point TikToks, and then obviously pirouetting TikToks are just probably about the holy grail of, of yeah. the TikTok maneuver. 
let's uh, let's let's talk about the funnel now. Let's let's move into the funnel. That was one of the three uh, maneuvers that a lot of people listed as as um, probably the one probably you know one that you should really work at it initially as you're moving in from sport to to 3D. Now I'm assuming most of these people are talking about tail down inverted type funnels, right? This this is what you want to work on, I'm assuming. Or tail down upright. Yeah, I'd I'd say tail. all of them. Yeah. I, I mean, Don't all of them is, is key. I mean, it, it comes back to, you know, there's a theme here that we're that we're hitting on, and each of the maneuvers that have been listed. I think the third one you said was a pyro flip, right, Dan? Yeah. Uh, or half pyro flip. Yeah. The- each of them, in one way or another, multiple ways, hits on control of the heli and and uh changing orientations and, and that's really i mean go ahead jesse i was gonna say and something that an airplane can't do <laughs> yeah yeah well that's that's obviously the most important bit but you know we we talk about on we just talked about on the rainbows doing nice clean side in rainbows really requires having a good feel for it and and um being comfortable with that those side in orientations and knowing how to hang it like nick said with the funnel at least from my perspective i think the funnel takes that how to hang it uh situation um in sort of a different orientation but what it adds to it is precise tail control yeah because anyone who's ever tried to learn how to do a funnel or even a hurricane uh which could be argued to be the next big step knows that it's all about keeping the tail in the right location and setting your pyro speed to the speed of the overall funnel itself in terms of cyclic. And if you get off on that in a little, in even a little uh, tiny way, the thing starts going way up on one side, way down on the other. It gets all twisted up and, and out of shape fast. So which, uh, which funnel should we try to do first? I say nose down, uh, skids out. That I I think that's the, the most natural funnel. I I would agree with, with that. Yeah, yeah. Because you know you can you can enter that by a hard bank turn and just giving a little more rudder, and now you're all of a sudden you're in it. See, I I I'm gonna go ahead and say it's tail down upright. It puts the heli in an orientation that most people are going to be familiar with and uh yeah maybe maybe from a standpoint of getting into it like dan you said you just cannot nail backwards upright flight yeah and so i guess i can see where you're coming from where you say the nose down upright is probably more natural i i guess it, it doesn't yeah, it's make just a entering difference. entering the tail down upright is where i struggle oh that yeah, you want the I mean, easy one backwards flight as soon as it goes by you, so let's say if you're going from your left shoulder to your right shoulder, I think I got this right, and I just have to do it. But I, yeah, I think this is right. If grab you're a going transmitter. From your left, <laughs> yeah, grab a transmitter. <laughs> if you're going from your left to your right, right, and go by yourself backwards with a fair amount of speed, okay. right as you go by yourself, pull your sticks out, pull sticks out. Yeah, and that'll yeah. Uh, enters. Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. enters. Yep. That's it'll right. drop and, you right into a tail down funnel. And again, I mean, I think it it depends on what you're comfortable with. But for me, I can get into a tail down funnel from a stationary hover. It's just a natural stick position. 
What is a yeah. what is a I mean it seems to me that those both of those would have pretty pretty easy bailouts. Essentially, just level off. It's one cyclic direction for the bailout. You just have to know it ahead yeah. of time. Yeah. You know, if your nose down funnel and it gets out of shape, let off on everything and pull back on the cyclic a little bit. That's it. Sitting flat. That's all you have to do. Yep. And you'll you'll pop right back out of it. So pull back on the elevator. Uh, elevator. Yeah. So what about inverted funnels? Now, this is what I find myself practicing on the sim a lot, and I'm thinking maybe I'm jumping ahead of myself a little bit. Uh, maybe I should make sure that I'm comfortable with these uh, upright funnels first. Uh, well, okay. My perspective on it is there's a reason why most people uh, will pro- progress quicker doing the uprights before going to inverted because – in general, I think most people are naturally more comfortable with the upright orientation. Right, right, right. And and like Nick said, right, what's your bailout option? It's let go of everything and pull back on the elevator if you're in a nose down upright funnel. Um, yeah. Once you get comfortable in the uprights with how to control it, and, and when I mean how to control, each of the controls on your transmitter does a different thing, you know more collective versus less collective the angle of the knife edge that you've got in the funnel as as determined by your elevator um how deeply you're banking into it as determined by the aileron and the speed that you're pirouing in it all of that affects how the thing looks whether it's big and slow and lazy or whether it's super tight and fast and knife edge once you you sort of you've got that in your mind and you can kind of do what you want the funnel to do, then go to inverted because you're going to you you won't have to fight with the weird orientations. And oh, by the way, I still I'm not sure what happens when I push too hard on my rudder or not hard enough on my elevator. Okay, so there's there's two things that I want you guys to clarify, and and I think they're common problems, and and I'm hoping they're common common enough that you guys are going to be able to to just give me a quick answer anyway. First of all, what determines the actual speed of the funnel? The, the, well, maybe the speed's the wrong word. The tightness, the, the rotation, the, how fast it's rotating. Um, the knife edge angle and your yeah, collective. It, it's, it's kind of the angle and the collective would be the big one for speed. Um, so as you increase the angle, as it gets closer... To a hurricane, you have to give in a lot more collective. Now, the tightness of it, how tight that circle is, is relative to the amount of aileron yeah. that you're feeding in. Okay. Yep. So another common thing is uh, you'll see people complaining about, I'm losing altitude or I'm gaining altitude in the middle of this maneuver. And me especially, I know, especially when I try to do inverted it just seems to end up into this corkscrewing spiral of death. Rudder. Rudder would be probably the biggest one. Well, and a, you, well, elevator too. Yeah, and a steeper and angle. Ele- yeah. Because if you have a, a very shallow angle and you're feeding in a lot of collective, it's just going to raise up. Yeah, it'll climb. But you, you have to like to keep it, to keep it on a, a level plane. Like even if you're even if you're corkscrewing, but you're kind of slowly climbing, 
you just you have to keep that tail perfectly straight up and down if you want it to have a chance at staying flat. But then, like they were saying, depending on the angle of your cyclic, as you as you increase the angle of the blade disc, you have to give more collective. But it goes opposite as well. As you start to lay the heli more over on its back, let's say like an inverted one, you have to let off the collective a little bit or else it's going to start climbing. There are two aspects to it. There's the elevator collective side, but Nick hit on another thing that, you know, I just want to clarify and not sure if it was 100% clear to the listeners is the tail pointing straight down or up, depending on what orientation you're doing, is super key. And it's not a it's not an overall level like what Jesse was saying is depending on where you put yourself in elevator, your knife edge angle and the amount of collective you give the whole the whole funnel will be shifted equally up or equally mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. The point Nick's making with the tail is uh, if you don't consistently keep the tail pinned straight down or straight up, then what you're going to run into is one side of the funnel dips and the other side of the funnel comes up high. Hey, that's a that's a really good way to tell. Okay, so if you're having this like gravitron sort of circus <laughs> ride to your funnel where it's up and you know what i'm talking I about exactly know. Oh, yeah, yeah i know yeah so if your funnels are looking like that at some point you got your tail off now if once you get it there if it stays then you've gotten the tail back on but if if you you know if it started to get that way you got lazy with the tail or a little bit of head on the tail in the funnel if they're continually corkscrewing then more than likely you're you're leaning back too far on the cyclic you know for like an inverted one and in giving too much collective because then it's just going to yep. keep climbing or keep sinking and and you know the the tail thing nick i think i think the reason why people run into this is because there's always naturally a couple of orientations throughout the funnel that that person is more comfortable in than others i mean obviously Mm -hmm. i'd say a a great majority of the people when you're flying a funnel you know if 12 o'clock on the clock that you're circling is furthest away from you and right in front and six o'clock is right in your face those two orientations are the easiest to see to do sort of like a progress report check on where's my tail is it pointed down is it lagging is it leading and then make the corrections but when you're coming around the side and you're in that knife edge orientation, initially it's hard to catch that visually. And if one side's better than the other, then you're going to lead or lag with the tail and it gets out of shape really quick. Oh, see, that's so different for me. Like that's so different for me personally. I'm a, I'm a like a, let's see. So from nine o'clock, so from, from off my left shoulder, right out at 9 o'clock, all the way up to all the way out in front of me, like way out there. So that would be 12 to 3. I'm perfectly comfortable all out in there. Yeah. But once we pass 3 o'clock and we start <laughs> getting closer to, to 6, that that's getting into that, oh, my God, we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, then so, so from 3 to 6 is, oh, my God, here it comes. Don't flinch. <laughs> don't, don't close your eyes. We're going to yeah, find out how good my insurance policy is here in a minute. <laughs> yep. From 6 to like 8 or from 6 to 7.30, I'll say, that's, oh, my God, please don't make the wrong correction and crash. 
Yes, because, exactly. Yeah. And it's true, dude, man. That's the one where you're like, I don't even know which way to correct. I'm just going to freaking stay here and hope yeah, to God. It's, and then right it's at 9 o'clock, <laughs> yeah, at 9 o'clock, we're playing catch. So that's where my corrections start again because now I can actually tell which way it is and I feel comfortable with it. So then I'm like, ooh, ooh, make the correction. And then as it comes back around to 12, it's like, yeah. Yeah, there it is. no, dude, that's Daddy a, likes it. Daddy likes it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a perfect yeah. description. I, I, I don't know that I have as big of a problem from three to six as you're describing, but the six to nine is just spot on, hit the nail on the head. And in Hurricanes, too, it's one of those ones where, I mean, I feel like it's a blind spot. Like you're yeah. anticipating the heli coming in your face so much that you almost kind of blink. And when you open your eyes again, you don't know what the hell's going on. And you're just like, hold the position, hold the position. Yeah. Wait yep. till nine. Just wait till nine. Wait until nine. Yeah. yeah I wait hope till nine. that my <laughs> correction <laughs> was in the right direction. Yeah. Well, my my problem area is from uh, six to six. <laughs> <laughs> you you got around the clock uh, you problem. Know, I, I, got a I got a 12 hour problem. <laughs> you got a 12. <laughs> I actually want to ask Jesse a question here because um, I, I want to kind of get your thoughts on what Nick just said uh, when you're doing these advanced maneuvers. And I'm not necessarily talking about funnels here. I'm talking about mm-hmm. anything and, and whatever you're working on to kind of give those of us who don't fly as well, some hope. Now, when you're flying these maneuvers, do you, does that thought, is that something that's in your head occasionally? You're like, just, just hold on until you get one more rotation or one, another, or another look, another orientation, another view, and then I'm going to be able to pull it out. Or are you, are you under complete control all the time? So I think instead of more like freaking out at that point, it's more of a, I know what orient subconsciously I know what orientation it's in and I can make the correction if need be without really visually confirming that. But uh, not at first though, is no, it? No, I mean there had to I mean Oh, you're saying right at first? Well, at first yeah, when or, you're first learning it. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. And yeah, I thought you meant like right now. So, but like, there's you know. there's hope then I guess is what you're saying. Yeah, well, we no, all go yeah. through that. That's not uncommon. Yeah, exactly. There was yeah, I mean, there's still, like, that's a maneuver that, you know, you're more proficient at. When you're just starting to learn to maneuver, there's always going to be that, you know, one little portion of it where you're... Tell us Got to get through this so I can... On any given flight, any given flight, let's say it was 12 o'clock in the afternoon and it was 78 degrees and we're all hanging out and you're going to go fly mm-hmm. or you just flew. Are there any moments? I mean, do you have many moments during any particular flight where you're, you're, you're just... On the seat, you're like, oh, shit, oh, shit. Does that happen every flight? Um, It doesn't. I wouldn't say it happens every flight, no. It, it mainly happens now when I'm working on new maneuvers. Or if it is like a, you know, one of those situations where you kind of make a wrong correction and just have to chill out mentally for just a split second just so you can catch the heli. Yeah. Um, I don't know why no, that, that. I don't know why that question intrigues me. I remember asking Nick that very same question the first time I watched him fly. He's walking back, and I said, do you ever just feel like you're going to crash? I mean, and he's like, every flight, dude. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm a three to four times a flight kind of guy. Really? Yeah. So let me, I know we're kind of, I, I just have one more question when it comes to that because I want to get back on track. Do you guys think that's important that you should have that feeling once, maybe twice a flight? Because if you don't, are you just getting stagnant? It, it's mm. a good check on how hard you're pushing. 
<laughs> so if you're that's for if sure. you're flying and you're just if you're not getting that scared when you're flying, then you need to reevaluate. You are, you're not progressing. You're not right. because even you you can be in control. I mean, I would be one hundred percent lying if I did not say that even now, like funnels are a little bit different. Funnels are kind of like my uh, my thing. You know what I mean? To Your happy place. Com- yeah, but like when I'm um, still in that learning slash trying to polish pirouetting funnels phase. Um, so when I get a good inverted funnel going, you know, pirouetting inverted funnel, man, come, come around 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, you couldn't get a grease BB up my ass. <laughs> 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 but bad, bad visual. But, but well, you didn't have to visualize. It. But he wanted. You didn't to. have to say it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, no joke. Well, no, but I mean, and that's a maneuver that I, I do right. But it still makes me. Oh, here comes, here comes, here comes. Kind of hold your breath. Piro, piro, piro. Oh, play catch. Oh, there we go. I know. I I wanted to. I said I wanted to get back on track, but I got to tell you guys one little thing. Um, what I love about watching Ed fly is, um, when he's just doing whatever and he's comfortable, he's, you can just tell he's relaxed, but as he starts to get in a position, maybe where he's not as comfortable, you can watch his, his neck get smaller because his shoulders are creeping up against <laughs> are <him>. scrunching up. <laughs> they're like, try, they're like, next thing you know, they're touching the bottom of his ears, you know, the tops of his shoulders. <laughs> it's really kind of funny, but anyway, I'm a leaner. Okay, so I got to say, I actually kind of disagree with Nick with the, uh, if you're not getting that feeling, you're not progressing because just recently, I mean, last weekend I did two new maneuvers that I had never nailed before. One of them never even tried in real life before. And I can't even say I got that feeling just because I had them so, I mean, they almost went off flawlessly the first time just because I had them down on the sim and, so much. Yeah, but, but, but though, to be fair. I think once you hit a certain level. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we're talking like learning learning basics, learning funnels, learning that sort of a thing. And, and you got to clarify this stuff. And that's just one more reason for us to hate you, Jesse. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Jesse, cuz you're, you're you're just about. not human. Yeah. He's talking re- pirouette reversing pirouette flips. Double pirouette. It's like, flips, dude, yeah. once you can do them one way, you're not going to get scared to do them the other way. They're just going to look that and then I did uh rolling circuits. Now that's a that one you can put I've seen some awesome crashes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Dan, you know, this year I'm going to do things a little bit different for once. Rather than, you know, replace the parts after I crash, I'm going to make an attempt to start stocking up so that I can have less downtime. Now, I know that when it comes down to getting the parts that I'm going to need, Helipros is going to have them. You know, Nick, that sounds like a great idea. Spring has sprung. It's time to get those parts stocked up. And remember, too, guys, they have their weekly Heli Loot deal. So check their webpage for that, helipros.com. Helipros has the parts. Let's move on to the third maneuver that that was brought up. And that would be the half pyro flip. And this is the holy grail. This is the one Mm -hmm. that every sport pilot that wants to move into 3D 
aspires to a pyro flip. I mean, it's the it's the one, right? It's the maneuver. Yeah. Where do you where do you start? Obviously, you've got to be comfortable in all your orientations because that's the one maneuver that literally puts the helicopter in every possible orientation. Yep. So you should be before you even attempt this, you should be comfortable with those. Or at least how to bail out of them should something go wrong. <laughs> Let's define a half pyro flip. And as we understand it, I mean, there might be some disagreement out there, um, but as we understand it, what is a half pyro flip? Man, so yeah, this is just going to be my opinion. <laughs> and we, we've all three of us. Disclaimer. Jesse. Oh, yeah. And Justin, we have had this conversation over and over again because there is someone needs to write, just officially make the final call on it. They really we're do. doing it right now. We're making that. We're, we're making oh, we it. are? That's right. Apparently, we have the authority. We to do. do that, I got so. the letter the other day. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I am going to say a half pyro flip would be the transition from upright tail end to inverted tail end. That Maybe. makes sense. That's a half pyro flip. Because you've done a half a flip and a half a pyro. And if you continue that all the way through and complete it, that would be a pyro flip. Now, where it gets sticky, is, and this is where I kind of just gave up calling them specific names and said anything past that. Now, when we say past that, it's how many pirouettes per flip are you doing or how many pirouettes per half flip. Mm-hmm. I gave up trying to name them, and I decided to just say they're pirouetting flips past that gotcha so whether you're doing doubles or triples or whatever you want to call it they're pirouetting flips past that. well That's but my opinion. pirouetting is just the long drawn out version of calling it a pyro flip well that's what the maneuver looks like too yeah i know you and i have had this argument back and forth i think that half the community calls it it labels the number of pyros based on how many you do in a half flip And the other half does how many you do in a full flip. I mean, when I hear someone say, well, okay, so this is my view of the world. And I don't know if it necessarily matches up with Nick's, but a single pyro flip is one pirouette in one full flip. A double pyro flip is two pirouettes in one full flip or one pirouette per half flip and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's to close. me, it's just, completely asinine and pointless to tell me how many freaking pyros you're doing in a half flip. Who gives a crap? If it's a pyro flip, tell me how many pyros you're doing in one full flip. One 360 degree rotation. How many pyros? One, two, three, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, see, just once you do so many pyros, you don't want to say like, I'm doing a six pyro flip. <laughs> it's easier to yeah. say I'm doing a triple. I'm doing a triple because that's three per half flip. <laughs> I guess I don't. I don't know. Yeah. So let's. We're, you know, we're obviously we're taking this maneuver to its adva- more advanced stages, but um, this one obviously this is not one you should just go out and try. Uh, you should probably hit this one on the sim. Just makes sense unless you got a big bank account and good insurance. I do know that I, I, I got to tell you, I, I just started doing them and I, I was really struggling with the actual stick movements and coordinating the movements. 
to make it look it just didn't make any sense to me mm-hmm. but i want to i want to kind of i was brought on to Jesse was showing me them how how to do them trying to break them down into steps yeah. and that's a great way to get the initial idea of what's happening although it's blocky and chunky but nonetheless yeah. it, it helps you understand what's happening and gets you through all the orientations yes but i want to tell you guys uh, a cool feature that was brought to my attention by a listener by the name of Dave. He hangs out with Steve Graham down there in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we were simming the other day and he goes, dude, you can, you can lock that helicopter in a position. I'm like, well, what? He's like, oh yeah, yeah. So you press uh, the tilde key and it brings up a command box and you just type in lock position and or maybe it's position lock. But anyway, it's, it's one can it's one of those two. It's either lock position or position lock. And what it does is it locks the helicopter on its X and Y axis. So you can sit there and not worry about elevation or taking the time to respool up and get back up in the air. And you can just literally hit that stick movement over and over and over and over again until it starts to look right. And then once you can get it looking right, uh, you can then unlock it and take it up and try it in the air and see what happens. And this worked wonders for me. Two days of doing that, I actually was able to go out to the field and do it. They they were sloppy and they were high, but that doesn't matter. I did them. Mm-hmm. And yep. I don't know if Phoenix has that feature. I don't know. but it, I've never heard of that. I was, no, yeah, so... That's the one thing that I have found about Real Flight is it does seem to me more geared towards actual training because like we were i think we were talking about this how you can you know set the position of the heli so that when you hit the reset button on your transmitter you can choose where you want it to reset to so let's say for example you're doing you're practicing autos you can take the heli way up you can hit i think it's p on the keyboard Mm -hmm. and then every time you hit the reset button on your transmitter it's going to pop right back to that same position that is so cool dude it saves so much time yeah. not spooling up. Yeah. I'm already yeah. sold on this simulator. I know. I do know that uh, yep. Phoenix, you can have it to where it automatically resets to a fully spooled up heli. But this takes it one step further. If you want to reset it 10 feet off the ground or 100 feet off the ground, you can do that. So you hit reset and it goes, it's, it's, you're all of a sudden back up in the sky doing another auto. All right, That's cool. me one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need real flight. It is really. <laughs> so anyway, back to the pyro flip. What advice are we going to give guys for this? I mean, uh, you know, obviously sim it, but what else, what else should we be telling people that are looking to get into this maneuver? Don't over abuse it. And it is probably the single most over abused maneuver. Once you learn how to do it, it is going to be the only thing that you are going to want to do ever. Oh, I was going to say the TikTok is the most abused maneuver, but... No, I think the pyroflip is big time. Like the half pyroflip transition? Like the Mobius type no, of transition? Just, no, yeah, I think the half pyro is usually the one that's over abused the most. The stationary kind of type back and forth. Okay, but it just, yeah. it opens up. That stick movement opens up so many maneuvers. I was just I was just going to ask you guys about that, but I kind of think that, that that may even worrying about that at this point for those who are looking to start it. I mean, the idea of what it opens up obviously is immense because it that just that's the start of everything. 
isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean that it it it's a start of a lot of things. How about that? A lot. I mean, once you yeah. understand the stir, and it, it's what it really kind of does is it teaches you. It teaches you the art of keying, what we call keying, which would be keying off the position of the heli, albeit nose or tail, and that's completely up to you as the you know as the person in control. But it, it teaches you that subconscious keying of where your stick position is at in regards to where the tail is at. And once you kind of learn that art, it really makes learning a lot of other things way easier. You know, like uh, pirouetting circuits is another one. Once you get to where you can kind of subconsciously follow the nose, you know, with your cyclic, it, it helps you understand a lot of other maneuvers a lot easier. And then all of a sudden you'll start doing these half pirou flips and maybe you'll goof one up one day and all of a sudden it'll be like, whoa, what the heck? Like, I always kind of wondered, I learned half pirou flips and then accidentally did a Mobius one day. <laughs> and it was like, well, hey, wait a minute. This is just a big stretched out half pirou flip. Yep. You know, or full pirou flip, actually, if you're going to continue the whole Mobius. It's like, this is freaking awesome. Yeah, that's that's definitely the one to strive for. And I'm actually pretty excited about being at the threshold of that because that's my key to destroying Justin this year. <laughs> What? <laughs> what is your key? Getting the getting the pyro flip down. Oh yeah, dog. All right, dude. <laughs> Tell you what, man. Tell you what. So let me ask you guys this. There a lot of people might be asking. So you've talked about these three maneuvers, but what what can I do? What what specifically can I practice to help me transition into all of these? And I'm going to throw one out there, and I want to see if you guys disagree or agree with me, but I think what really helped me get comfortable you know, moving into these other than sport flying maneuvers was literally putting the helicopter up, doing a very slow and then a pyro, and then a, you know, pick a, not a fast pyro. Anyone can sit there and spin a heli at 100 miles an hour, right? Round, round, round. And, and making the corrections and trying to hold it steady, both doing that inverted and upright. It takes a lot of concentration. And both rudder directions. Yeah, make sure you do both ways. Do you guys agree with, I mean, is that like, is I mean, that's an easy, well, maybe not, e- it's su- certainly not easy to do, but it's something that you can easily recover from. And it's a gr- it's great practice to get yourself ready to handle the helicopter in, in awkward orientations should it arise when you're trying these maneuvers. Dude, that yeah. is probably the the most unused golden nugget of, I think, the whole hobby. I agree, Nick, because a lot of people will let it, they don't think that's important, so they go, oh, I can do all four orientations of flying onto pyro flips. And, yeah. yep. uh, you know, quite frankly, I, I'm going to go one step further and say you ought to be able to do that before you even bother with all four orientations of flying. It's such a fundamental skill. I would think yeah. I would agree, guys. I think that's probably one of the most overlooked. Oh, yeah. Because, no you know, there's one thing you're going to notice. And one thing I notice, especially where I'm at right now, and I'm trying to break out of that is 
all of my maneuvers are perpendicular or parallel to me. Mm-hmm. And that's where learning the the slope harrowing and correcting gets me comfortable to do things off center, I guess, you know. I mean, uh, it's it doesn't matter anymore if the helicopter's perfectly snows in or, you know, to the side or tail in. Mm-hmm. Because if we can't get comfortable with the helicopter, you know, in other than those optimal positions, then and you're you're in for a struggle. And you know the the easiest way I find to do this, and I think I've mentioned this at previous on previous episodes, but nowadays I just force myself the first flight of every day to get a few minutes of stationary pirouetting hovers in, and a few minutes of basics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that really goes a long way to keeping, uh, you know keeping that perspective and keeping things clean and focusing on those fundamentals because a lot of people think well okay uh, right now i can do stationary pirouetting hovers i guess that means i'm able to move on to all these other crazy maneuvers then they go and learn all that stuff and you ask them to go and do a stationary pirouetting hover and they can't i mean keeping the fundamentals solid are are uh is a is a key thing i think and I mean, that's just from my perspective, and I'm not flying as hard as Nick and, and Jesse, so um, I, I, I'm sure that yeah. they probably do something similar. Let me ask you guys this. Have you ever heard anybody say at the field in conversation, well, I'm just happy. I, I, I don't really, I, I see these guys do this stuff, but I just, I'm just happy flying around. Lying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't help but wonder, I've said that myself. Is it, it's like you're, you're just rationalizing maybe, right? You're rationalizing who doesn't, okay, I I get it. I mean, I can see, you know, you've got to realize your limitations and especially, you know, Nick, you've talked about this. We're getting older. These young guys like Jesse and these guys, they've got faster reflexes and and, uh, they can just handle these things quicker. But, you know, I don't think that anybody, why would you take up helicopters after watching the Zabo video that we all talk about that got us into the helicopters all those years ago and not aspire to at least at someday try some of this stuff. Are you kidding? We can't kid ourselves forever. I mean, granted, I'm sure there are guys out there that it's just, it's, it's tickles them to death to take their helicopter to the field once a month, put it up in the air and, you know, do some really high circuits upright and land and happy that it's going home in one piece. Yeah. But for the most part, I would think that that we shouldn't sell ourselves short because I'm starting to realize it as I'm getting better. I I'm realizing the work that needs to be put in to do these maneuvers. It's like starting all over. And I think that's why people stop and they convince themselves that's good because you go through that whole learning phase, you know, where there's crashing involved <laughs> and there's frustration and there's that days, you know, those days where it's, man, I don't want to do this anymore. And then you hit that point where it's like, wow, now I can go out here and really cruise around and fly and enjoy a day of flying and not be worried about crashing. And that can be very comforting yes. and an easy, uh, an easy rut to fall into. And that's, I think where they, 
where people just say, you know what, I just don't want to have to go through that again. I just don't want to have to go through it. So I'll just stay here and tell myself I'm just happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I mean, maybe, but I just don't think it's that bad at all because if you can get the helicopter back upright again, you're you're already have a better chance of not crashing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we just... You got to have fun with it, and um, if if progressing and pushing yourself isn't a lot of fun to you, I'm not going to begrudge you that, and you know, by all means, enjoy your hobby the way you want to, but don't yeah. sell yourself short, because trust me, if Dan can learn how to do some of this stuff, I mean, there's no reason that anybody out there can't learn to do this stuff. I'm telling you that right now. So I want to spend a last few minutes and I want to talk a little bit about plateaus. And this is something that we all encounter. We've all been there. I stagnant and I'm just feeling stagnant. I remember even Jesse telling me that he was feeling stagnant um, here last year sometime last May, I think it was. What do we do to get over that? Those plateaus? I'm going to take this one first because I've got sort of an unconventional answer. I find when I get into the the plateau mode, one of the most effective ways of breaking out of it, and this is going to sound stupid and also kind of funny, is to not to not fly. Um, I never do that on purpose. I I got the no fly name from you guys because (laughs) of the fact that I don't have as much time to fly (laughs) as you guys do. But nevertheless, here's the deal. I mean. For me, it gets to the point where if if I'm going, you know, a week or two between flying or more sometimes because of work or because something else came up, bad weather in the winter, whatever it is, you know, my mm-hmm. Rolodex of, of excuses. Sure. Um, Proprietary. When I way. get back to the field, it's like, you know what? I don't have time to screw around here. I just want to fly and I don't really give a crap what happens for those first couple of flights. And I find that I'll push myself and be like, damn, actually, that's that's not too bad. Let's try that again. Yeah. And that breaks me out of the funk. I mean, that's always been the easiest way to do it for me. What do you two do? Well, for me, I think the main thing is uh, usually when I'm, you know, hung up, just, you know, I feel like I'm doing the same maneuvers flight after flight after flight and just really in that rut. I think the main thing is just to, I try to pick one maneuver that pretty much I haven't attempted at all. haven't started working on, on the sim or anything like that. And I just try to focus in on one thing. And usually once I can get down that one maneuver in the sim and then transfer it over to real life, just getting that progression, just the initial getting it rolling again, usually seems just, I guess, to pull me out of the rut. And then before I know it, I'm learning two, three, four more new maneuvers. And yeah, then you're, you know, before I know it, I'm out of it. How about you, Nick? Dude, I say do whatever you can. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that you can possibly do. This hobby is so much mental. I don't care oh, if it yeah. involves, like, chicken legs and... and crack cocaine. And crack voodoo dolls or whatever you got to do to get out of that rut. Go for it. I mean seriously i'm in one right now and i've been in one with the sim and for me it usually relates to the sim i'm not going to go out and do huge progression unless i'm sticking in my sim time 
Yeah. Because you're just you're not going to see it near as much. And I I I'm an instant gratification kind of guy. Um, I like fast results, but I'm willing to hit it very very hard when I do. The hard part is for me is is getting that going. Yeah. Like yeah. once I get started, it's get out of my way. I will do this. Yeah. Yep. But man, and it seems like everything is different. I, I'm really stuck with the whole sim thing. That's why I've been contemplating real flight so much. I don't feel there's anything wrong at all with Phoenix. And I don't even know if real flight's better. If it is or not, I think it's beside the point because yeah. maybe it's, it's different. Just something different. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. The novelty you know, is sometimes all you need. Yep. It, it, absolutely. Because it's all mental. You know, um, sometimes it can be, may, maybe it's, you know, create something, take your buddy out there and be like, all right, dude, here's the deal. You're my friend, right? Okay. I promise I won't hate you if you walk out here and stand next to me and tell me to do things while I'm flying. Yeah. Let's try that. I mean, yeah. try anything, be creative. One flight like that, you, you know, can really change a lot of things. And just say, I don't care if I crash today because I've got to freaking learn something. Make someone else come out there and tell you. Yeah. Be like, all right, dude, let's see it. You know, hang them out there. What do you got? Oh, let's yeah. try that auto you always wanted to do. And then it gets fun, too. And then it gets fun. Yeah. And boy, you want to talk about progression? <laughs> Take away the fear. Yeah. And And then everyone, I believe that every one of our listeners, everyone listening now, has the talent to progress if they took away the fear. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there's no question. That that was like, uh, you know, was it, it was Snohomish last year? You know, when I was screwing around trying to do the inverted tail blade scraping <laughs> autos? Yeah. All of a sudden, I just didn't care. It was like, you know what? What's it going to cost me? Set of blades and tail blades? A couple links? Who cares? And then we started laughing and we were having fun. And man, I just got in this zone. And it was like, it, it, it just makes such a huge difference. So do whatever it is that you got to do. And once you figure it out, don't quit till you're finished. I've got two things that I have noticed over the years that, that bring the plateaus. Or I'm, I'm going to take it a little step further. And I'm going to say burnout even. For me, for me, the social aspect, uh, you, man, this this is a highly social activity, in my opinion. It, it it just it it just makes it fun. And for for me, in my situation, that's one of the issues that in the beginning of the year I don't really struggle with because I'm fired up. I'm I've been wait, waiting all winter. The simple matter of the fact is, I'm in a situation where I can go flying a lot. And at the course of a summer, I've spent a lot of time at the field. And towards fall, towards even early fall, late summer, I just don't feel like going. And that's a tough one to get over. And there's two things that, like I said, the two things that play into that is the fact that I know there's not going to be anybody at the field when I go. Yeah. That makes it less fun. And the simple fact is, I've been at the field for 70 days already this summer. So what do I do to get over that? Well, I, I, I just, I'm boring. I don't really have anything else to do. So I just go do it. I don't, I don't really know what to tell you as far as plat learning plateaus. I, I've often felt 
I was just constantly doing the same thing over and over. That broke, and I've said it many times, and I'm going to say it again when I took the Todd Bennett class. Mm -hmm. I've not felt that way since. Not completely. I mean, there, there are phases when it's like, I really need to work on some other stuff. And it wasn't that I, it wasn't that I couldn't, it's just that I wasn't. There's always something you can work on. That's really what it boils down to for me. I think I'm going to suggest probably something that <laughs> Mike, I don't know how you guys are going to react to this, but you know what, guys? It, it, it's okay to put the helis on the, in the garage and step back for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. you don't, do not feel guilty if a Saturday rolls by and that's your day to go flying and it's beautiful out, but, but for whatever reason, you just don't want to go. Because if you go make yourself do it when you don't feel it, that's when it's going to cost you money and that's going to make it even worse. Yep. Because if your head's not in it, once I'm there, I'm there and everything's great. But it's just getting there and realizing that when I'm there, there's not going to be anybody there. But once I get there, I get settled in and, you know, take a nap, whatever I have to do. It's <laughs> so funny because it's just so weird how, and I guess this goes back to what I was saying, which is whatever works for you. Like for me, what you get to do could potentially be my reviving thing, which would be going out to the field for a day by myself. Yeah. That would just be like, wait a minute. You mean I actually have time to Yeah, I get to that. start yeah. and finish progressing on something? Oh man, that would just be well. And you know, for me, and I know you guys aren't necessarily in this necessarily in this situation, but for me, dude, the idea of I would dude, I would kill if I lived closer to you guys to where we could go flying. I would love to be able to go flying with people that are way better than me all the time. I just would because God damn, you learn so much. And it's, you know, when, whenever you're with people that fly better than you, they push you, you know, you find yourself doing things that you probably wouldn't be doing because they're there to sit there like right next to you and go, dude, you can do this. What the hell? What's your hang up? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that makes it nice. So there you go, guys. It's time to get out there and progress. It's uh, that time of year. Spring has sprung. At least for me, it has. Yeah, there shouldn't be a lack of excitement at this point in oh the season. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it, it, it's uh, almost here. Yeah. Man. Think about it this, guys. We got uh, the first Othello coming up in, like, what, a, two and a half months? Is it that even? No. No. I think... Two, two months. Two months? Yeah, two, two months. months. Oh, man, you just made me get sick to my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Justin just sucked a nut right there. I tell you what, the I'm so excited. Smack down oh. at Othello. That's right. <laughs> Showdown. Oh, I'm not, I'm not nervous about that. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You better be, bitch. <laughs> you go playing it off like that. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, we have one XL hoodie left. First come, first serve. Look for some shirts soon. You know, we'll try to get one with a helicopter on it. <laughs> yes, I'll make sure that we yeah. have one with a helicopter on it. 
We're sorry that the microphone threw you all off. Yeah. And the word heli wasn't good. And I'm yeah. not doing one in green. Not one in green. Okay. Nope. <laughs> so the Facebook page has been picking up. Uh, we're up to like almost 1750 there. Uh, we're still kind of figuring out what we're going to do for the 2000th like. So keep, keep an eye out on that. Of course, uh, sign up for the, for the, uh, newsletter. Uh, should have one coming out here uh, at the end of the month. First, first of next month, I guess. Yep. Uh, of course I want to remind you guys, June, this coming June. How's that, Justin? You like that better? This coming Thank June. You. The 14th through the 16th. Our fun fly, our Sealy Nation fun fly, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a fantastic event, fantastic place to have a fun fly. If you guys can make it, I would encourage you to do so. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, also to the forum, we've got our forum. Go ahead and if you haven't visited yet, I'd encourage you to do that. There's a lot of good people yeah. hanging out there, a lot of information to be had. And there's always our chat room. The regular group of guys hang out there quite a bit, and the gal, I guess. Can't forget about Kelly. Mm-hmm. And we have yeah. a we have a new we have a new guy hanging out, and I can't remember his uh, real name, but he goes by No Logic, and uh, he's looking to maiden his brand new helicopter here. Uh, mm-hmm. And Jay, of course, he got an Elise alias Rush, and that should be going up soon. So we're looking forward to hearing how those go. Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Uh, most certainly shoot me an email at nick at rchelination.com or catch me on our forum. And Jesse, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Definitely shoot me an email at jesse at rchelination.com or shoot me a PM on our forum. And how about you, Justin? You could get me at justin at rchelination.com or catch me in the chat box or in our forum. I am Dan. You can reach me at Dan K. Reed on the forum or Dan at rcalienation.com. So that wraps up uh, 77, guys. We sure hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Have a good week. We'll see you next Monday. Have fun. Later, guys. Have a good week. Take it easy. This has been a production of RC Alienation, LLC. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, send us an email using the Contact Us link on the homepage. If you'd like to make a donation, there's a Donate Now button on our homepage as well.